You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh God! I didn't know we were doing ASMR all of a sudden. Since Reinhold's not here, mm, oh, we're doing, I'm gonna go ahead and shuffle these cards directly into the mic. Right. Anyway. <laughs> Anyways, uh, that red light is to be believed. I believe we are live now. Hi, hello, ever, hello, everyone. My name is Harry, aka the Moving Target. Um, Brought you another episode of Low Key on the We Are Libertarians Network. Um, so it's going to be a fun episode. Uh, like I said, you can see in the description, um, I'm joined by Vincent because you guys know I do not fly solo. I bring other people with me. So we got Vincent. Vincent has used his punch card, so he gets to choose the adventure. Okay. Yes, right? yes, I did. <laughs> Five minutes in now, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. It's all obvious. I know, I know. Look, Prima <laughs> Donna shows up. <laughs> Go ahead, introduce yourself. Say, 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 say hello to the people. Hello, people. I'm here, and this is just a, a random thing that started bugging me after reading something, and I'll get more into that when we actually start talking about the topic. But sometimes tropes can ruin good things, and sometimes tropes can be good. No, that's fine. That's fine. That's you know, it's good to see what we're going to do with the topic. As Reinhold finishes getting pretty backstage, uh, we'll just like chat amongst ourselves. Like, uh, so uh, I got some cool gifts. Got one cool gift um, that uh, I think is interesting. Um, I got the um, Minecraft for the Nintendo Switch. Mm-hmm. Got that off my Christmas list, so I could play Minecraft with my daughter, which. I don't console game. I have, I don't console game. Right. That's not what I do. I, I'll get on and I'll play a Nintendo game once in a while, right? But I, so like I got this Minecraft. It's like, like freaking Minecraft. I'm go to see what like realms or something I can get onto. What do you mean I got to pay Nintendo to get online? Yep. What kind of crap is this? Yep. And I was like, and I totally spaced. That's a good thing. I was like, because like yeah. I know you can do it for Animal Crossing. But like, f that, I'll just go to people's houses. Little, literally, their IRL houses. I'm an ex. I'm an extrovert. I'll just go to someone's house <laughs> with, my, with my Switch. I don't need to do this online. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So you know. Yeah. So like, it just like dumbfounded me. Like this whole that I'm gonna pay to get. I already paying. Yes. For internet access. Well, well, you see, we're console gamers. You have to pay to give access to it because Xbox Live was the thing. And then everybody jumped on that concept, and and they tried to 
subsidize you by giving you games that you should probably already have. Like Nintendo gives you like their emulators. Yeah, like, I don't, here, I don't, play I, these old games that you can probably them. play in your living room. Right. I don't want those. I've got those games. I have mm-hmm. those games. And if I don't if I don't want them, I'll go buy them. Cheaper than what I'm paying you to let me on the internet. <laughs> I don't want this, you know? Yeah. And I just like this is terrible. Yes. <laughs> you know, I haven't like see like all the ends. I was like, like I'm gonna find out. Like I don't know yet because I've just been playing it. Just first day, I just opened it up. I was like, does this even count like a local land? So like the Minecraft server is ready going here. Can the switch hit? Because it's not the internet. It's sitting right here. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, it's just multiplayer on the local land. Can it do that? But I was just upset. So. Potentially. I don't know. I haven't played Minecraft on the Switch, so right. I have no idea. That's fine. That's fine. Um, so, oh, we got some biddies from Eskilskis. Hey, thanks, Eskilskis. And then uh, coming in l- late, um, missing makeup, missing hair, and missing my chick. We got Reinhold <laughs> showing up. Ate it. Ate it. Did you? It. No, that's fine. Did you find? Did you? Uh, you know, you know, like did you have fun burning your cheap gasoline, and that's why you're here late. <laughs> yeah, I had to run for errands and got back a little late, and I was on the phone with Verizon for an hour, and it kind of got frustrating. So, oh, Verizon, <laughs> what, she sounds pretty. <laughs> I finally decided to cut my life from Verizon over to Mint Mobile. The, the Ryan Riddle the number. Ass. Ryan Riddle ass got you, didn't it? <laughs> well, she's a huge Ryan Reynolds you know, fan. I mean, it's like Chase Momoa and Ryan Reynolds, if either one of those were to come to her, she'd be like, I'm gone. See ya. I don't care. <laughs> Let's be honest. You'd go like, yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. It's fine. Well, Ryan Reynolds, I'd probably go too. I don't know. <laughs> see, 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 yeah. Yep. That's the, that's probably in the mid mobile abs. Uh, the, like the, 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 the bill is detailed on those abs. It's just like, <laughs> Well, right what's funny is he sends out videos. Or he sends like email videos to the to everybody every once in a while. It's pretty funny. I seen a few of them. the 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 fun part is when I go to Verizon and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna cut over because it's costing me way too much, and I can get a mm-hmm. lot cheaper over here at Mint. They're like, mm-hmm. Oh, we have this special deal where you can hi- you can sign up and you get it for like twenty five a month. I'm like, Oh, great! Why didn't you tell me that years ago when you were starting doing that? <laughs> Instead of waiting until I'm like thinking about leaving, you know, oh no, no, we can help you out. Only help me out when I'm your customer. How about that? Ever. I'm not doing that stuff no more. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. You can be like me. I've got the, like, I hate my ASP, but they're also like my phone servers, and it's really cheap phone servers. So I get the sunk cost fallacy on it, and I don't want to leave. Okay. But I hate them because, like, it it's regularly down. <laughs> On the weekends, it's like sometimes it's just let's just go down. Just, oh, we're, we're just, do you need internet access? Are you doing something? Yes. Um, <laughs> mine will mine will go down like once every month or two, at like two in the morning, just to do maintenance, I guess. But they don't tell you ahead of time it's coming. It's just the irritating part. So I'm in the middle of a gaming session uh, at two in the morning. Boom, everything goes away. Yeah, yeah. Like if I it's only, know, it's only it's down for like five minutes, but yeah. Mm. Like, if I know it's happening, it's okay. I can play in it, you know. Or if I've got, like, uh, because uh, who I am and what I do, 
I'm running backups to my own personal nest sometimes at night. So like that whole thing. You know who I am? (laughs) So waking up going like, ooh, yeah. Oh, it looks like you have a failed backup. Like, you know, like, what? What's going on? What happened? Yeah, we lost internet. Power went out. Cool. Yeah. Also, Uh, I started. Then my power had my internet. (laughs) Sorry. I started my vacation and uh, Mm -hmm. immediately got a cold sore. That's what happens every time I go on vacation. The stress of not having to worry about my stress Mm -hmm. makes me more stressful. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I know I should be stressing out about something, but I can't figure out what it is. Mm -hmm. That makes me more stressed. It takes me a few days to get over that. So every time I go on vacation, I get a cold sore because of that. Sorry, Rival. Sorry. I mean, yeah. I mean, stress. It's that stress of when you're always on alert, and when you're not on, when you don't have to be on alert, your brain you still wants to be on elite on alert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep, completely understandable. Um, but it'll be okay, right? Home. Mm-hmm. You know why? Now I'm all chill because I took two weeks this time, and now I'm kind of in my second week, and I'm relaxed. Then I call Verizon and get all. <laughs> Head up, but I'll be all right. Yeah, I will say, transfer your number out of Verizon is the worst. The worst, it really wasn't that hard. It's just that what frustrated me is like, oh, you need a need a transfer pin. I'm like, well, it's mm-hmm. different than my regular pin, right? Okay, I'm a transfer yep. pin, yep. and it's like, well, you can go on online to your my Verizon account and initiate that. Cool. Well, I don't have access to my Mario's Horizon account because eight years ago, someone broke into it and ordered 10 iPhones. Mm-hmm. And I got them in the package. I'm like, this is wrong. So took them back to the Verizon store. They credited me back and took them back. And then they <clears throat> cut off my access to online to protect us. Mm-hmm. And I never turned it back on. So I'm like, well, now I got to go and turn it back on so I can do the, my transfer. I did the my transfer pin. And they're like, okay, we set you up with a pin. Great. What is it? No, we set you up with a pen already. I, I know. What is it? I can't find it anywhere. It's not in anything they sent me. I'm like, <laughs> I had to call them and they're like, and then I find out that I could just dialed in to the number from the phone and said transfer and they would have just transferred it right then mm-hmm. and gave me the number and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, so mad, so maddening. <laughs> so I had to Go talk ahead. to people, you know, try to call people, talk to them and say, okay, now look, I need this done. I need this done a certain way. And it's just frustrating. <laughs> I, I found that for the, the automated part. systems. I found that the easiest part, you know, when I found out I could just talk to somebody to help me with a transfer. Oh man, it was so much easier. I almost was like, if I could just talk to someone to rise, I probably would have stayed. I enjoyed it. <laughs> oh, I yeah. could talk to somebody, but half of them don't know how to, what you're talking about or how to talk to you or anything. It's just like, I can't understand what you're saying. <laughs> it's not like, I mean, it's not like they had weird accents. It was just, they were talking in a weird way. Like, Mm-hmm. Like really fast, but under the breath and mumbled, right. and yeah, it's the worst like, when it what? sounds like the phone was on un- was underwater, yeah. like the moment mm-hmm. they dialed the number. Yeah, like I'm used to listening and watching IT videos on YouTube so much. I actually prefer thick Indian accents. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where I work at, there's you know, I have a lot of a lot of Indian coworkers. So I'm used right. to hearing. I, that. I prefer it. It's like I can listen to this. I can listen to One, this for I, hours. I, I got one coworker who I'm really good friends with who mm-hmm. he's got a Russian, thick Russian yeah. kind of accent. And it's just mm-hmm. like, it's not quite Russian, but it's like Western Russian, mm-hmm. Ukrainian, something like that. I don't know exactly what, but 
it's just a, it's a little different. And it's just like, okay, mm-hmm. I just twist mm-hmm. my brain and I can hear it. But these people yeah. were just like, just annoying. And yeah. good, good thing you catch yourself because uh, yeah. West Russia is not Ukraine yet. <laughs> no, no, imagine that. It used to home. be. But, but the people with, with the accents are trying to pronounce uh, drug names with like 20 to 30 letters in the, the drug. And they're trying to say it while the phone sounds like it's breaking out every third sentence. <laughs> and now you have to figure out what, what they want. Jitter. Jitter. Ugh, so Nothing good. like jitter. Oh, man. Well, that's the worst thing, thing too. I always hate like, like troubleshooting like VoIP networks because like everybody, every company wants VoIP, loves VoIP, don't want to put the work in for VoIP. <laughs> 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 We've been using the same Cat Five cable for ten years. Why do I need to upgrade? <laughs> it's like I don't know where, but somewhere in this massive bundle, <laughs> there's a problem. Can you find it? Hell no. <laughs> I'm gonna we're gonna pay this company. They're gonna redo this whole bundle. It'll be better gonna, this way. Trust me, it'll be done. It'll be done. We don't have to worry about it. We keep moving. Because if you tell me to investigate this bundle, I'm gonna spend a whole bunch of money and I ain't probably ain't gonna find it. <laughs> It's better to just hire the professional and get it done with. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's easy. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Sorry. I don't want to like get to the ins and outs of jitter and VoIP networks and like, and then why they should be on their own separate network because a speed thing, which Cisco does really cool stuff because the, like Cisco's like devices for like the, like for like the longest time, but automatically make like the um, VoIP VLAN. So the, the instant it senses VoIP traffic, it creates the voice VLAN. Which is amazing, but a lot of other switches don't do it. Like I think that one doesn't either. That one up here doesn't. Um, you have to tell it to put VoIP traffic over there. So, which you know, all right, no one cares. Anyway, just go, just go, just go. <laughs> only, only person that kind of cares is Ryan Hole, but he's like not into networking like I am. He's just like, <laughs> I used to be. I can be. Depends on the day. Time. I like your funny words, Magic Man. Well, the make I server talk to other server. (laughs) Server Magic Man. I also had to call Myth before I started this whole thing because I wanted to find out. They sent me a SIM card, right? Mm -hmm. And I was trying to find. So I was trying to get it working with my wife's phone or a new phone because hers was messed up. So I got a new phone, brought it in, but I couldn't tell if it was unlocked or not. So I was trying to go through the unlock process and it just took time. Mm-hmm. Then I get an email saying, oh, you have to have this activated by the 24th. I'm like, well, it's 26 <laughs> now. Um, and they're like, no refunds too. And I'm like, oh, what? Uh, oh, well, okay. But on the card you sent me, it says I had until the tw- till 2025 to activate this stupid card. And now you're telling me I have to do it then, you know. By a certain date, so I called them and just say, "Okay, can I still activate this card?" And they're like, "Oh yeah, no problem." And I'm like, "Why'd you send me the email then? Get me all freaked out." Well, if we don't, then I had to find out yeah. if the phone I had was unlocked, which it's hard to tell. So I had I talked to when I was talking to Verizon. I'm like, "Can you check up this IMI? Is it unlocked?" And they're like, "Oh yeah, it's unlocked." I'm like, "Cool, thank you, bye." Uh, 
I just don't want to try and transfer the number over and get it to where I couldn't activate it on the other phone. Now the number's sitting in the ether somewhere, and everybody's trying to call my wife, can't get a hold of her. Uh, oh, wow. That, that's, that really sucks. Now to transfer to that, was my, that was my day. Our Mint Mobile ad now. I'm probably going to keep this sponsor from up. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I, I was. Producer Paul was just on the phone with them, too. God damn it, Reinhold. That's a joke. We would take a bit mobile sponsorship, though. You know, if you, Brian Reynolds, oh, absolutely. If you're listening. <laughs> yeah, Ryan Reynolds could record one for us. That would yeah. be really cool, right? Oh, yeah. 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 We'll all switch for us. We'll all switch to bit. Okay. All right. <laughs> all right. So, um, yeah, now the joke's out of sight. So, like I said, like a right you missed the first part is uh, Vincent decided to cash in his uh, punch card. Uh, he gets one, one, one adventure that's his, you know, you know, so he gets this one. So I, I, I you know, well, let's, he's something about tropes versus yeah. Vincent's entertainment. <laughs> I was what, what I want to talk, what I want to talk about is this. So when, whoa, whoa, it's his punch card. <laughs> got a punch card. <laughs> I used my punch card, sir. This is not fair. This is bullshit. This is right here. I have seen my punch card refund. <laughs> <laughs> After three Gundams and two Reinhold rants, I get it. <laughs> Oh every, man, every I didn't know I had two Ryan punch cards. <laughs> I didn't know I had two free punch cards ready to go. <laughs> I should get you a punch card for the big show. So every time like Spangle does something, I'm like, oh, and just go punch <laughs> you. Just like, gotcha. Gotcha. This is the, well, this is the running joke. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> thanks for the bed. Thanks. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. If, I don't know. You, you have to be on enough to get a punch card, unfortunately, Scalger. Yeah. Is it how many bits does it take to get a punch card? Um, probably like five thousand <laughs> in a month. Over nine thousand. That's that joke's Talk played. Old memes. That joke is played. I'm bringing it back. No, time no, to come back. No, it's like can't. the '70s clothes. <laughs> We're bringing it back. Someone brought it back ten years ago. Okay, you can't bring something that's dead back. Yeah. Like uh, damn nostalgia. Yeah. I hate yeah. the, that you played on with it immediately. I hate I you so much. Like, which it's is awful. Is uh some people like uh what, what is it like uh supposedly Gen Zers are getting rid of skinny z- z- jeans and going back to bell bottoms and flares? And I'm like, good. I never left. Just wait. Just wait for them to go back to chinkos. Get those boot cuts, maybe. <laughs> you know. Can't wait. I know. I know. Like, uh, you know, so I got to, well, especially now, you know, now that I'm an adult and I can put a whole wine bottle in my denim jeans. Heck yeah. <laughs> yeah they're, not, they're not going the whole designer jean route that we used to have in the seventies where we had like little designs on the, on the back pockets and the front pocket was square instead of like a semicircle and all kinds of weird stuff that they were doing back then. So hmm. it's not the same. Sure. Bell bottoms. Okay. Well, whatever. Half effort. <laughs> <laughs> Half effort. Wow, right, Hole. Tell us how you really feel about denim. Just had fun times with it. And it's funny because I was I didn't wear denim to school until I was probably in eighth grade because I had to beg my mom to let me wear jeans because she used to put me in corduroys, like mm-hmm. green corduroys, mm-hmm. red corduroys, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Mom, I'm getting 
so teased at school because of these. Please just let me wear some jeans. <laughs> yep. That Even moment when, when Harry said, tell me how you really feel as a joke, and then Reinhold actually tells him how he really feels about jeans. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> All right, Benson. Saying, that's the way it was in the 70s, man. It's just really, really the way it was. 1870 or 1970? Well, 1870 is when they first were invented, back when... Uh, so I want to find out. We're trying to find out. Oh, when they were trying, when they were trying to, you know, build a, trying to find that all that gold out there in Western California. That's when they invented the jeans. <laughs> Thanks, Gibbs. Thanks. <laughs> Go ahead. We got to get you to watch, you know, regular shows. Regular so you show. understand. Thanks, yeah. Gibbs. Yeah. So on Saturday, I read a manga called uh, "The Girlfriend Project," oh. and. In it, of course, (laughs) but in it, there's a moment where a character is um, embracing that they they, they've come out of the closet and embracing their the fact that they're gay and they have a a nice moment where their parent, who is very uh, anti gay, she kind of shows a moment of. Try, of trying and trying to show that they that he's better than what what he originally was perceived as by giving her uh, his suit because she's going to this ball for the person that she cares for. And on the way there, they stopped and she went and got her hair cut. And the issue and that moment, I was like, "Oh, this is really cool. I totally I like that they, she's embracing who she is." But then the lizard part of my brain is like looking at this trope that is in all like especially in anime but in a lot of media where the female character is like in order to show that I've grown as a person I have to cut my hair to show that I've grown and I was like this is bothering me so much and it made this scene that was actually really really cool for this character like not as interesting for me because I've because I've seen it so many times where the character is like, yes, I'm going to develop as a character by cutting off my hair, and it's never like the male character that does it. It's never. It's always a female character to show that they've grown as a character. This is their character development. They cut their hair, mm-hmm. and so all of Christmas, I was just sitting there like reflecting on all these random tropes and how like. And how some of them can just ruin great things, while also how some tropes can actually be done well and used in a in the right way aren't as annoying or frustrating as they've become. So, I can counterpoint what you're saying mm-hmm. slightly. I mean, I kind of agree with the whole idea that people misuse tropes. Oh yeah, it's lazy writing. They they can't think of a good way to to say something, so they go fall back on these old tropes, right? So it's just that's what it is. But to be fair, which I know everybody loves me when I say that, um, <laughs> women do identify themselves a lot of times through power and stuff by changing their hairstyles. So yes. it is a common I, thing. I that agree. Women do do that. It, that is a thing. But the issue is how much it's relied upon as character right. development instead that's, of it actually being yeah. that that's what my issue is, is that while yes, this is a real that is a solid moment of 
real character development that in this series it actually made sense. They built to it, but there's so many times that a character just does it and then they get no more development either one way or the other. None before, none after, but they cut their hair. That means that they've developed as a character. The there, worst a lot of- example, of course, is in Naruto, as Harry knows, uh, that they did that twice with two separate characters and they get zero character development either way. Exactly. This college plus says, show me the actual changes in the character. Don't just short cut it. Uh, ooh, see what you did now. <laughs> if they include that into a larger development process, right. that's fine. But a lot of times, like I said, people do in lazy writing is what we call it. Yeah. They rely upon this stuff because it's easy. It's like everybody knows this. So I can get this thought out by using this similar trope that we've used in other media before. I don't have to try to over explain it or find a different way to visualize what's happening in -hmm. a certain way. Right. So that's why it's relied upon, but it is relied upon way too much. And usually you find that that's when the writers aren't as polished or developed enough to know when and when not to use tropes. There's a whole um, web series that, um, someone's put together. I can't remember the name of the sh- this, the web, the YouTube series, but they they examine all the different tropes that exist in writing. I think I know exactly say, what you're talking about. Yeah, that's the animated. The, mm-hmm. the, yeah. So and and she does. She goes through all these different tropes and she says, "This is when it's good to use them. This is when it's bad to use them." Right, exactly. and it's it's a really great series to read through if you if you like learning about writing. Because um, she does examine a lot of that stuff in modern day, right? And it's—I just want to want to just kind of have a discussion about them because they're because they they can be used to good effect, or the actual writing to them can make make or break moments, or how you can use a trope to turn things on its head. But there's so many of the lazy writing tropes that just eat away at so much. There's another series that is very similar. It's another animated series on YouTube where a guy is like, it's like shitting writing tips basically. And he just goes through a genre of something and tries to write it as lazy and terrible as possible based on what is, what the, what is the consensus thing for most, for most stuff. It's like when he did fan fiction, he purposely created a, a self insert new character for his episode of this thing who is super cool and awesome is just me with a di- letter changed in my name and stuff <laughs> like that. Or like when he's talking about filler, where we introduce like an anime in the anime for filler, usually what ends up happening is if a manga, if an anime is going faster than the manga, they have to do filler. Yes. Yes. I, I am talking about terrible writing advice. That's, that's a very, that's exactly the series I'm talking about. What you what you find though is there are some people who the really good writers will take a trope and subvert your expectations based off that trope in order mm-hmm. to get you somewhere else. It's this really well done way of utilizing the trope in a intelligent, smart way. Right. And it's just and it takes it takes a good writer to do that. There's just not a lot of really good writers. Right. Uh, a a good example I want to actually bring up is another anime example, which Escalja will appreciate because he started watching the series because I told him to. Uh, it's called uh, Executioner in a Way of Life, and it takes the concept. Well, the whole first episode is about this kid who gets isekai'd, who like 
gets shows him in this fantasy world and when he's there he's met with this girl who kind of shows him around and and you see how the how that this happens so much in this fantasy world that their main towns are influenced by japan so there's like jap like things are written in japanese and have fluorescent lights and very japanese culture stuff and you're you're basically piling around with this this guy who is the embodiment of uh, the generic isekai character who has like, this massive uh, the skull just says he uh, has finished it yeah uh, I'm glad he's finished it I'm glad he finished it mm-hmm. you post the link but um and so in really series, sarcastic productions that yes and it's that's a trope that that's mm-hmm. the playlist is all the different trope talks that they right. have uh and then um in that series, this cat, this the whole first episode is turned around this this guy, and he's figuring out that he has this massive, incredible power. Then he turns around, and the girl kills him immediately, like stabs him directly in the head. And he's like, "She's like, no, I don't want you in this world. The the people who come to this world destroy our world. I'm getting rid of you." <laughs> and her whole goal and her her whole position in the world is to kill the people who get at who get isekai into this world because they've destroyed the world. There's literally a, the four great human errors that have collapsed this world around it. Like somebody create had created this sort of salt that turned an entire continent into salt and is just being dissolved <laughs> by the ocean. <laughs> and it's just playing on that trope of you're building it up to be this wish fulfillment isekai where this, generic no-name kid who's worthless for lack of a better term gets all the superpowers and super amazing and then they immediately cut it off and go this isn't what the story we're telling so is the story really just japan is that talk about how it really doesn't want foreigners to come <laughs> That's what I feel that one's about. That one's like, hey, don't come here. Well, I mean, you know? they're, they're talking about Japanese. If only Japanese people get isekai to their world. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then a lot of American weebs or just weebs in general <laughs> going to Japan. We ruin our culture. Well, eventually, gonna well because like put it this way, like uh, Japan has a lot of empty houses, and because and some and some a lot of the farm areas and culturally they don't want to. Live some of these older houses, which most Americans are like. I'm going to get ready to have a hundred year old house. I don't care about the- <laughs> right. right. Uh, I don't have that superstition. Scott in the chat is following up on is like, if I hadn't told him about what happened in the first episode, he would have mm-hmm. been legitimately confused and betrayed and startled about it because mm-hmm. isekai as a genre is so is so in in and of itself is a trope. Mm-hmm. And the fact that so many of them rely on the the lazy writing of Japanese boy with no real life in the normal world is in, inserted into fantasy world and is the baddest, most coolest, most awesomest character there is with a power that nobody else can have. So Kazuma. Whoa, Kazuma is there's, a subversion of the truth. <laughs> so there's a book series called Magic Kingdom for Sale. Mm-hmm. And it's that plays out where he's like he gets this book, he opens up, it opens a portal, and he becomes like this great wizard inside this other universe, right? 
automatically mm-hmm. just solving every problem, no issue. You know, it's kind of like a Harry Potter type thing, right? So barely any convenience. <laughs> <laughs> just happens. This works mm-hmm. out every time. Yeah. And I like it when they earn it, like when they have failures and they pay for those failures as they're learning that process. That makes it right. better, right? Right. And and the big issue is is that um, ban that man, Harry. I need you to ban that because <laughs> that person is a bot. Please. Let's go, <laughs> but uh, thanks. Let's go. Just the, go. the big the big thing about it is that that concept that you just is so prevalent in anime at this point. Like it became this, it's been a meme for like the last like five to six years that Isekai is the big thing. And all it is, is generic boy gets teleported to fantasy world and is just better than everybody else. And it just gets more and more and more absurd every time. Like, and it's it's gotten to the point where it's a joke upon itself where like one of them is a guy like i got isekai as the vending machine in a dungeon and like them have going on an adventure because some random anime girl takes them out of the dungeon <laughs> because whatever it's a vending machine in a dungeon yeah and it's that 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 trope that is so frustrating because they do it so often mm-hmm. and when you get stuff like when I talked about Kanosuba which the whole point is the main character is trash everybody calls him trash and they know he sucks it's so it's it's nice to see him have to earn things and how mm-hmm. he how he has to suffer and deal with certain aspects of oh he's in this fantasy world where he's supposed to be super cool and awesome and all of his party members suck yeah. It's um all right, so like another tropes like subversion one is um which I think lower decks, Star Trek Lower Decks, which is some of the the best Star Trek content that has come out in the last ten years. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I say it the last ten years. Rivaling only Enterprise. Okay. It is. Ooh, it's good. I haven't seen Strange New World, mm-hmm. so I'm not gonna get I, I won't bust your chops on that one. <laughs> I haven't watched Shane Jude's World yet, but I have the other ones. Like the other ones are so awful, and I'm holding on to lower decks. <laughs> that makes me not want to like watch this other thing. How, how does no. it subvert the tropes here? Uh so like Cosmo makes fun got, of all like, the tropes. Yeah. They make fun of it. They make fun of it. So like the red shirt captain is like is supposed to be like this uber badass can do everything do everything and they've got this and they've got this other like one who like the second in command of the lower decks is like follows the rules and uh mm-hmm. you know like tries to do it like so they've got that one and they've got the engineer cyborgish robot thing that's like obsessed with everything mechanical everything else going on the ship and we'll just bypass and forget anything else is going on yeah so yeah. it's yeah it's it reminds me there's there's a book i've mentioned before called red shirts by John Scalzi. You guys really need to read that because it is such a good subversion of the trope of the red shirt in mm-hmm. Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Um, it's because it's hilarious because it's like the the captain, the uh, first in, first uh, number one, and then mm-hmm. the engineer have no clue what's going on. But everybody else on a ship realizes that every time somebody goes down on the landing party, 
those three come back and the other person doesn't. And it's like, they're just trying to, every time they go to call for an away party, they're like mm-hmm. hiding. They're well, get out of here. Don't tell them to find you. Don't get called for this. Or, you know, and it starts off with the guy who's on the party mm-hmm. and he's like doing stupid things and going in his mind. Like, why did I do that? That's the stupidest thing. You, that's why would, why would anybody do this? And he just finds himself saying this stuff and doing this stuff and getting himself killed because of it. Well, <laughs> just like they're being forced into it through, through other, through otherworldly mm-hmm. means. And you find out why later on, it's really good, but I don't want to spoil all that. Right. It's the, uh, it's just a fun way that they take that trope and go, okay, let's really have some fun with it and spin it on its ear. Right. An- <laughs> another good example, even keeping with the Star Trek theme, is the Futurama episode where they where the the alien wanted to recreate Star Trek mm-hmm. with the original cast by giving them taking all their heads and giving them bodies, and it's literally just this basically neat alien who is trying to force. <laughs> The, the dolls to play the way he wants them to play. <laughs> that was a good episode. Yeah, that was really, a good episode. Yeah. Alright, so in defense of Sakura from Naruto, okay. she did have a lot of character development. The when? problem is, oh, beforehand, okay? All How? Right. Explain. Oh, it's, oh it's, come on. In defense of Sakura. Okay, kind of fit in Sakura a little bit. Alright, so like beforehand, as she was going through the tuning exam, right? Which I think that's what it's called, right? Mm-hmm. She is just being carried by Sasuke and Naruto. And yes. She quickly realizes that she is being carried, right? When yes. stuff was getting real, and she was like, I am being carried by these two. And, um, you know, she had that moment to realize if she doesn't like buckle down, focus with like, the this, this stuff that she's supposed to be learning, like if this was real life, she's just going to die. You know, so... She had that. She she had yes, she, she yes. came to the realization, then cut her hair to get out of a trap. Right, right. And and then she doesn't get any more character development until they they end the series and do a time skip. She got <laughs> no 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 she got, and even yeah. then they forced it because they try to make uh, they try to make the characters be the same as the old characters. It's because well, they just kept resetting it like a speed run off and didn't practice for. Sterling <laughs> 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 Fox, I love that episode. I'm going to assume yeah. the uh, not no, the Naruto, but episode. the feature drama episode. Yeah. We're going to assume it's that one because that episode was trash. Mm-hmm. Naruto. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you for admitting it. Thank you. <laughs> it was still trash, but in defense. So she had that. And then afterwards, she got the development and she kept trying to progressing it better at her skills. And it wasn't until she found a better mentor that actually could teach her because. Kakashi was the teacher was still focused on Sasuke, so even Naruto had to go off and find another teacher because Kakashi yes. kept focusing on Sasuke. Because Kakashi, while a great ninja, terrible teacher. All right, let's just get oh, yeah. straight up out there. Awful, awful teacher. So the, the, then explain Eno then. Oh, she cut her hair. She, right? she did one. She did it for one reason for that one fight, and never happens again. And her character goes away. She doesn't need to do it again, okay? She <laughs> used it for that fight. Goes you know? away. <laughs> yeah, well, because like uh, um, whoever wrote, wrote Naruto, unlike Oda, has no idea how to use the entire cast of characters. You know, if right. Oda would have read, uh, would have wrote Naruto, every little character's quirk and everything would have mattered and every effing fight yeah. that would have went on it would still be going on right now, and it would be such trash. But that's a that's another honestly that's another trope in all of 
in like the definitely a lot of the mainstream anime stuff where they introduce a lot of they introduce a large ensemble cast that don't really matter about halfway through the series. They don't matter. They don't matter to nothing and to nobody. And but they have abilities going like if they were this this point, they would yeah. matter heavily. Like we have talked all kinds of time. Like if Neji ten ten and Rock Lee and Guy would have been there when Payne showed up. That would yeah. have been a completely different fight. That would yeah. have went completely different. Because it wouldn't have been a fight. Yeah, he's, he's there, and they would have went. Mm-hmm. My Rinnegan blocks everything but Taijutsu. Oh, man. Cool. Oh, These man. two guys that are really good at punching can go punch you out. Awesome. You said the magic word. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's when the when they introduce this large ensemble cast, a lot of times they don't want to actually play with them. They they create them at the beginning because they have like an interesting story at first. Mm-hmm. But when they have to keep power scaling and increasing and increasing and increasing and increasing, these characters lose their luster or they die. Let's go to Oda and Naruto would have been more insufferable. So. <laughs> 30-day ban for <laughs> Naruto. Yeah. So you're, you're muted, you're muted, Bill Frames. Believe it for 20. How dare you? How dare you? Used to so the link I just posted mm-hmm. is from the important the, haircut, yeah. Yeah, it's from TV Tropes. Mm-hmm. The important haircut. Mm-hmm. You know, at least like when guys get haircuts, it's usually they've gotten in trouble. Have you ever seen that one? Like when guys get haircuts? It's usually the other way around. Usually they, they end up having the male characters grow a lot of facial hair mm-hmm. or grow yeah. their hair out longer to show that they've they've grizzled and matured. And then mm-hmm. they automatically do this as soon as they get back to sophisticated society. They have to mm-hmm. clean up their act and yeah. make themselves look more presentable. I know. Which is yeah. also a trick that happens yeah. a lot. <laughs> and on this page, it goes to the bottom and it says, Here's some examples. First link anime and manga. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it happens a lot. Yeah. But yeah. it's one of those things. Like, uh, the next yeah. question I, I have an honest, honestly, I'm not 100% sure why, besides it being just easy to digest, of why people buy into like things that are lazy writing tropes. Why do people like to watch you know shows that are just this same thing over and over again. All right. So uh, I thought you had a Disney plus subscription. No. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> go about a Disney plus free trial right there. <laughs> All endless pages of tropes. of tropes. And then when you get done with that, like this can't be get in Hulu. Same thing. Then Amazon Prime, same thing. Netflix, same thing. Endless. And then when you're done with that, when you're finally done with that, now you can go in Tubi to the free section, go to the store to the grocery section, and just yeah. go like, oh, these are, the tropes. These might as well be in the same universe. Yes. Honestly, like a cinematic universe would be kind of neat if there was a sword and sorcery cinematic universe. That would be kind of neat. Not controlled by a studio, just like writers that are willing to write in a universe. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be neat. You know, just letting the writers, you know, go like, this is a universe that we're playing with. Clearly, Reinhold hates sword and sorcery movies. No, it's it's just that the reason like, they do it, to be honest with you, the question was, why why do people do this? It's because it's easy. It's You can get an idea across with less effort. 
because everybody knows the trope. Mm-hmm. And that's why they do it. And that's why people watch it because they're like, oh, I get it. I get what they're trying to say here. Even though they superficially are getting it, they're not like thinking about it or being deep about it. Mm-hmm. They just go, okay. And then, and they're not consumed. A lot of people don't consume that much media to the point where they see it so much it starts to annoy them. Mm-hmm. So they go along with it. It's okay to them. And then once somebody does start to see it, it's kind of like being woke. You start to see it, you can't unsee it anymore. Mm-hmm. You break the glass. Yeah. As well, and then in some genres, like you kind of expect it and feel almost cheated if you don't have it. Horror movie. Like a lot of people need who's the end girl? Who the heck is end girl? You know, and all this. What's going well, it's on? It's just like like Cabin in the Woods played on the tropes, but they still mm-hmm. had to perform the tropes. They still had to mm-hmm. list them out. Scream, same thing, playing mm-hmm. on the tropes. That's where those shows kind of reinvented the genre because instead of just doing them, they commented mm-hmm. on them as they are tropes and then subverted beyond that. Yeah. And then the writing got even lazier and just said, screw it. We're going to do jump scares. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get the jump Dude, scare thing, but it's okay. Yeah, They're it's on what, what is it? It's on like horror. 10. Yeah. It's easy horror. And then it's on like 10 different movies right now. No, don't say the name of the movie. Doesn't get that. Doesn't get that respect. We all know the movie. <laughs> don't say its name. <laughs> it's trash. It knows it's trash. And when it gets to the 13th movie, it still knows it's trash. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's like, yeah. Exactly, exactly, Scalger. They're not scares, they're startles. That's what horror is. There's not at, at this point in time, as in mainstream horror for the most part, there are some exceptions like Hereditary, mm-hmm. which is actual horror <laughs> yeah, yeah. like just psychological like, and emotional horror but most yeah. of the time it's just boo <laughs> yeah but like just like like the 80 movies like like you could like i i watched a random 80 movies that came on my recommended i was like i've yeah. never seen this one before but i could sit there and watch it and just call out the 80s movies terms like all right there's that guy he's gonna be a you know, ski evil ski instructor ah cool <laughs> you know, this is know where this is going yeah <laughs> Say the, the the freaking episode of uh, uh, South Park where yeah. Dan has to like yeah. read the guy to save this. <laughs> yeah, and there's a problem too with Hollywood where they will sell sell movies. Like I, this movie is this other movie with this twist in it. Hmm. They don't change anything else about it. It's still the same plot for plot point. Mm-hmm. Only there's this twist to it. That's how you end up with so many movies that are so similar. Is because it's easier to sell those types of movies, Dolly, because the person who's making the movie, who's paying for the movie, can visualize what that story is, right? And they know that that was successful before, so this will be successful too, right? So that's how they put their money in. That's the whole problem with what's going on in Hollywood for the longest time is is just trying to recreate what was successful before without thinking about what could be successful now that wasn't hasn't been done before. Right, and yeah. I feel like the the Harry Potterization of a lot of a lot of books and and stuff, where Harry Potter came out and everybody uh, had to, it became something, well, and it became. It wasn't the first. Oh no, it wasn't the oh, first, but it was the, one of the biggest. Is, yeah, it yeah, and it ruined it, a lot of different things too. Like so, like yeah, and, and also like authors and um, uh, I've talked about before that since Harry Potter, if you go you go to write a book series, you go to try to publish it. You have to sign away like movie rights, rides, like amusement park rides, every whole nine weeks, everything that's JK used to make money. They make sure you write, you, you sign it off now. Now, you do know that 
Harry Potter. There's a video out there that's on TikTok a lot I've seen that compares Harry Potter with the original Star Wars. And you basically mm-hmm. it's the same story. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. The especially the first one. Well, yeah, but you know, we all know Harry's yeah. not the real. The hero uncles that didn't like Potter what movie. his parents did, his parents mm-hmm. died, you know, and yeah, his, the, his, his uncle doesn't want him to follow in his dad's footsteps, and <laughs> then you know, the very secret knowledge from a wizard who turns out to be a former friend. You know, it's just it's all it's like beat for beat, like mm-hmm. the same movie, but it's set in a different universe and a different you know yeah. they're younger now and this this whole thing so yeah. and there's they a school it instead it of adult. it being instead of it being you know space rebels <laughs> yeah the heroes oh, really like i said there's really only like seven different stories that are out there yeah. that you can do yeah. i mean yeah. at some point you have to you can boil everything down to that it's just like mm-hmm. seven different stories that's it build on top of that right and i i feel like the that taking a trope and make and using it as like a baseline instead of it being all there is mm-hmm. is so important, mm-hmm. especially with a lot of stuff I've been reading and how some things can feel very similar. Mm-hmm. The the allowing the allowing the writer to build on what could easily be mm-hmm. like oh there's here's the misunderstanding between the two characters because you know it always has to happen for there to be drama there has to be some weird misunderstanding but if the misunderstanding is oh this makes sense why this person misunderstands this or okay. they've built towards here's, it for a reason all right so so i don't know if you guys watch Wednesday, fully watch wednesday but i finally beat it right i finally mm-hmm. watched it i finally beat it <laughs> Beat the, beat beat the damn thing! All right, so the lazy writing in this thing in the show is thing. <laughs> Every time it's like I have no idea we get like thing, <laughs> just like stop it, stop it. <laughs> yes, he's amazing. They kind of write him off of the you know like hmm. I have no idea. We have just wrote this into a quarter thing. It's still a good show. It's not like it's not like absurd. Like I'm making it sound like it's absurd. Yeah, but there's a scene in the seventh episode where mm-hmm. state where thing has the issue and they have to and it's the crying. It's a it's a sad moment. And okay, I was going to say sure that. You, yeah, yeah. Which which I did like about like just whole Wednesday's character growth from episode one. Like I do recommend if you go through all eight episodes, instantly rewatch it. Start watch episode one before you, as soon as you finish episode eight. Watch episode one, and it's just like this is amazing. I'll yeah. tell you what, Enid steals that show. The girl yes. that plays Enid, yes, yeah, Enid steals yeah. it. Yes, yeah, Love I actor. really, I could, I want to, yeah, and um, and Bianca, the uh, yeah, the siren, oh, yeah, the siren. I, oh man, yeah, yeah, all, all those kids are kids are great in that show. All of those kids are great. Uh, they did that, uh, but of course, some of them aren't really kids. I'm gonna call them kids. Well, I mean, what. Yeah. The girl playing Wednesday is like twenty four or something. Yeah, like twenty four or something like that. Yeah, so they're yeah. all like, yeah, they're younger than me. Mm-hmm. And of course, the skips. Everybody's a kid. Um, but yeah. we're talking about though the the whole trope about there's a misunderstanding. It reminds me of a scene I saw recently from Friends, where they're watching TV. It's a side, it's just a little side comment. They're watching TV and um, Chandler sitting there with Phoebe. They're watching the show, and he goes. Chandler says, oh, I think this is the episode of Three's Company where there's some misunderstanding between them. <laughs> if Phoebe goes, oh, I've seen this one then, turns it off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh man, yeah, yeah. But the hero's journey, I was like, uh, uh, Vincent, have you ever seen like the difference between the hero's journey and the heroine's journey, the two different write ups? No, I haven't. Okay, all right, all right. I'll, I'll say you'll fly. We don't have we don't have time to like to dissect the hero like because if you've never seen it you you're looking at it like oh my god what the heck is this is like yeah you could you know <laughs> I mean yeah and I was talking about the hero's journey too we're talking about yeah Harry Potter being like Star mm-hmm. Wars well, Star Wars was an old western and westerns were based off right. of you know it's just like you go back far enough it's all based off of something before it yeah. right and I'm not saying that that being based off of something or using it as a baseline is bad it's just more of no, no. When people, it's relying upon it instead exactly. of doing something different with it, and then you you're overusing that trope, and you're relying upon it because you can't think of anything better to do. You just mm-hmm. want to churn out some story, and you're not mm-hmm. thinking about what it means. Reinhold, you like old samurai movies, right? Hmm. Used to a long time ago. I haven't seen any for a while. Yeah, okay, well, okay. yeah. Have you ever seen the old samurai one when they do Cierno? The Bergerac? No, I don't think I've seen that one. Oh man, it's really good. It's so good. Yeah so good yeah yeah it's yeah yeah they changed some things because it is samurai stuff but it's it's really neat you know yeah so yeah that's how roxanne though so that was kind of the same thing right <laughs> yeah 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 pretty I mean, much it is, pretty it much. is definitely close, enough, close enough now, now i just keep thinking like man i want to see a samurai's heather's movies oh sorry <laughs> <laughs> that'd be amazing <laughs> it'd be amazing heather's samurai might as well at this point. They already right, made right, it into a musical, so Reinhold's going like, wait, wait, I think that's already been done. Hold on, I'm thinking he's going, he's going through his database of movies. He's going to tell me. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking how my wife has a love hate relationship with that. Oh, show okay. that movie because her name's Heather, mm. so she hates the mm. fact that all the Heathers in there are assholes. <laughs> but she also loves Johnny Depp, and mm. she the Nota writer, and she likes the story, mm-hmm. but she just wanted them to be named something besides Heather. Johnny Depp's not in that one. That's Christian well, no, Slater. No, it, it was Christian yeah. Slater. Yeah, yeah. I was like, wait a minute. Slater. I was like, uh, I don't remember Johnny Depp being in that movie. Oh, no, you're right, 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 right. Right, like, at least tropes of, of uh, heartthrobs all look the same. Okay. <laughs> 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 This isn't 21 Jump Street. This is 21 Jump Street. This is an untamed, untamed Heart. What are you talking about? That was another Christian Slater movie. Cuffs, Christian mm. Slater movie. Um, mm. Untamed Heart. Yeah, I, I was a big Christian Slater in the day fan. So Back in the 80s. Yeah. Weird that way. Mm. Damn, damn 80s. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it was just... Untamed Heart made me cry, man. Let me tell you, that's that movie. Whew. That was a sad one. Yeah, I just wanted to just kind of just have a discussion about just tropes in general because sometimes they're since since they're seen so negatively, and I was I was thinking about it because of a negative act of a negative connotation with it. Mm-hmm. That I just wanted to just kind of get it out there, just talk about stuff that versions of tropes that aren't like terrible and why some people care about it. I was. <laughs> Looking at the TV tropes page about that, and I clicked on examples, anime and manga, mm-hmm. and there's like 25 pages of just told references. you, so told you, different. it happens so much in anime yeah. that it, that it's. Ika in Arya up. ends up burning her hair at a cookout. Uh, yeah. But asteroid of love, uh, berserk. Yeah, but <laughs> but is that because of the mangakas have like the the terrible schedule that they have to deal with? Like if you had to write, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you had to write to that schedule, 
How often some, would you go back to the are, It depends on, on the the books and depends on who's publishing it. Because mm-hmm. in for Shonen Jump, like the main big ones, mm-hmm. that's weekly. You have yeah. you're forced to do it every week. Mm-hmm. In comparison to there's a lot of them that are like monthly. Yeah. That have a full month to just, you know, mm-hmm. work on one chapter at a time. Mm-hmm. And American TV shows have a seasons that are so like many episodes. Yeah. Where like British series are like 10 episodes, eight episodes, mm-hmm. you know, that sort of thing. And we're starting to adopt that more for like HBO Max and Netflix mm-hmm. and yeah, sort of three those types of shows. But they're still broadcast TV are trying to do 22, 24. Nobody can put out that many. So you, you end up good, having good of writers coming in, right? You have mm-hmm. multiple writers and then you start getting levels of quality in the writing throughout the series. And that's what really frustrates a lot of people who watch those shows. It's that, oh, this is a good episode. This is good. Oh, that was a really bad episode. Well, it just had a different writer. And mm-hmm. then you have somebody who's trying to oversee it to make sure it all fits together. And mm-hmm. they're not doing something that's completely out of character, and mm-hmm. that it becomes yeah. a whole thing. Which, and they're just churning out though. And it's yeah. just, you can't get you have to expect non-quality time from time, time to time on that. Yeah. Well, yeah. like with Wednesday, like there's some things I wish it took some longer time to breathe. But when you go to watch the series, you know, especially on the second time around, you go like, oh, this didn't breathe for her. Like it felt like this was bang, bang, bang with her. It's her pacing. And the other thing that if this thing would have been 22 episodes, there'd have been so much filler and crap. The series yeah. would have been junk. Yeah. Right. Oh, yes. Yeah. Plots, it didn't matter. And yeah. things that cut, you know, this is, mm-hmm. this boiled it down to its essence mm-hmm. yeah. in a really good way. It showed her really good character development in her, mm-hmm. good character development in her roommate. Mm-hmm. Um, and even her relationship with the headmaster. That sort of thing. They were they were all growing in a certain way, and mm-hmm. I, I just think it was a, a really well done. Mm-hmm. Really well done. And I'm expecting to see a season two. You know, so yeah. Right, right. A, a good example. Uh, go for it. I was going to say, and when they brought in a character, that character was useful, and then backed off. Right, or you could tell, like, okay, they're forming. Oh. This is a main cast, and these are people outside the main cast. Yeah. Yeah. So I watched. I watch a lot of re- people doing reactions to stuff, right? So I watch a lot of people reacting to, to Wednesday, and it was just like all the way through, they're all going, any of these characters could be the bit bad because mm-hmm. they're all mm-hmm. set up to be that way. And it's like, well, this person's too obvious, therefore I don't think it's them. So they're all doing these second guessings on the tropes mm-hmm. that they're playing with in the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, really well done in that way, but it does keep you guessing all the way through where you're going, okay, was that person in this room when this thing happened over there? You're trying to piece together the timing. Mm-hmm. That's good writing. Mm-hmm. And, and a, a good example of, of things, when things go on for too long and the writer doesn't have a plan, mm-hmm. you can definitely tell when that stuff happens. Like if you compare something like One Piece, because we talk about that all mm-hmm. the time, that he had, he knew what his end goal was going to be. And he just doesn't tell anybody mm-hmm. because, but also he takes a lot of breaks. He had a lot of health breaks that he had to mm-hmm. take. He takes like months off at a time to make sure. And it still is like top of the Shonen Jump popularity polls. Mm-hmm. It's like one of the biggest things in Japan period. Mm-hmm. But then you look at something like My Hero Academia, which is still going. And as it's approaching its end, it's losing a lot of its, a lot of its personality that it had at the beginning where yeah. everybody with the shades of gray of my hero academia, where everybody, anybody can have a superpower. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter if they're good, bad or otherwise, somebody's going to have a superpower and you can't control who they are. Mm-hmm. 
And then as the he, as the serial show goes on, instead of it being shades of gray, like this guy is a is an asshole, but he's still a hero, and we have to treat him. You have to treat him like a hero, but he's still a dick to people, and is a terrible person because we don't want him to be evil and be against us. And now it's everything's good or bad. There's no there's no in between. You're either a good guy or a bad guy, and that's all that matters. Mm. And it's the issue of when you're going on for so long and you don't have a story to tell. And that's the other thing too, is a lot of times people go on too long. Like, so a a good example, a bad example and a good example. So there's an example of of supernatural. We've talked about before where they had the first five seasons kind of sketched out. They knew where were they going to that end. They were going to end it after season five and then, Oh, here's some money. And they said, okay, we'll keep going. So then they have to start coming up with other plans and stuff. And, but they did a good job of weaving that through together and, and ramping up the stakes more and more every time. So it made sense. Whereas you've got friends who they had a, a straight line that they were going to go from here to here to here. But I think their seventh, eighth, and ninth seasons were terrible in the fact that they kind of lost the plot. Like they were trying to just fill her. By putting weird things in there, like oh, Joey's now in love with uh, Rachel. It's like the stupidest thing, you know. It's, it's that stuff shouldn't have happened. And if they had cut those three seasons out, I think they could have made that series better by having a better straight line and not just doing filler. Hmm. Right, that and that sense. and it happens a lot. Uh, and mm-hmm. when the longer things go go on, like a good example of them stopping because they don't have a, a story to tell was Gravity Falls. Yes. When he, when he was yes. writing it, they go, "We want you to make another oh. season," and he goes, "No, mm-hmm. this is my example. ending." Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, another perfect example: the Good Place. Oh, Finally yeah. watched the end of the Good Place recently. Tore me a new one. By the way, mm-hmm. I took three days of crying on that one. But mm-hmm. they had a definite goal the first season to drive into the second season. And they mm-hmm. executed perfectly. Anybody who watches that first season gets to that last episode, and they're like, "Holy crap!" And then they think it's second season is going to be something else, and it turns out to be completely different. They go off on this weird tangent, but it comes back around to a point where it becomes such a beautiful story at the end. And they're like, "No, we're not going to keep going. This is it. We're done." And it was mm-hmm. kind of the story of the characters too, with the characters accepting that they're done and how that works and how that, ha- you know, it's, oh man, I still can't, yeah. uh, still messes me up. Still messes me up. Yeah. Yeah. I could have gone for the dump truck full of money because I want more <laughs> Gravity Falls. But, right. Yeah. Uh, Gravity Falls is great. And I would love for it. He probably had it's- much more stuff to tell, but this is what his ending was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I get that too. And then I also like the little, um, nods to it in like because like the birth of that the because I think spawned so many things up after it the nod to it all like the like the owl house like mm-hmm. what like I would not have watched the owl house if people was like you don't understand the nods back to Gravity Falls is worth watching the owl house you know so you know and I only got I only started watching Rick and Morty when they said like there's nods back to Gravity Falls so right the, started, the, like, the portals and all that stuff it was like all right fine I'll watch Rick and Morty. You know, which That's I get fair. the show. And, and the other thing too is how many shows do finally decide to end, end perfectly, mm-hmm. and then three years later they're like, "We need to bring the show back," and they have to read like Futurama. It's mm-hmm. called that seventy example. show. It's called that seventy show and the Randy season. 
Yeah, that Randy season was horrible. And the '90s <laughs> show's coming stuff. out in a couple weeks, by the way. So it I looks don't, so good. It looks, it looks so good. It does. Well, it's uh, got Aries. It's got all I'm, of them in it. Little bits here and there, mm-hmm. you know. So it's going it to be looks, fun to see them again. But it looks so good. It looks. It looks. It's going to be better than Fuller show. House. They yeah. did that '80s show. Mm-hmm. I liked it, and it but, didn't last that long. But they didn't have enough quaaludes. It was a lie. You know, where's the ludes? Yeah, it just it didn't last as long. They didn't give it as much time as they needed to to make that work. Because you remember the '70s show, the first '70s show didn't kick off the first episode being yeah. fantastic. You know, it was right, just, yeah. it took a while to develop that. The uh, that this uh, the '90s show, like watching all the trailers like that, I I in a in a it hurts here because like I'll see things and I'm like, is that accurate? And then I'll start trying to we're like, oh no 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 no, I can't beat this. And the thing is, too, is you're like, the 90s show, that doesn't seem like it's been that long that we should have a 90s show. And you remember that when they made the 70s show it's in 2000, so it's 30 years. It's been 30 years since the 90s, guys. It's hard to actually wrap your head around that fact, but yeah, it is. Well, like, well, we're right. We all, this is our first time going around. You you know, you've done this five. All right. <laughs> done this five times <laughs> I've been <laughs> Give us a chance. Give us a chance. Okay. No wonder he knows oh, all I the stories. Do, I still understand. Just like there's a whole meme where it's like, think back 10, what was 10 years ago? A 10 year old car would be like a 1990 something, right? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. <laughs> still, yeah. I still have that in my head, though. It's just like, oh, yeah, it's like 10 years ago. It was in the 90s, wasn't it? No. I'm telling you right now, like uh, when people talk, like uh, have been uh, trying to talk people into scooping up 05 and 07, like manual transmission, like sports cars. I'm like, dude, like just scoop them up, keep them stock, and just hold on to them. It's like, what? Like they're going to be reliable. <laughs> you know, it's like the tail end of reliable manufacturing. Before all the gimmick crap started getting to cars, which well, this is not a Chrysler. Oh yeah, yeah. Chrysler yeah. transitions, worst transmissions ever made. Yes, yes, yes. In that era too. Yeah. No. no all I had, time. I had a Mitsubishi. I had a Mitsubishi Spider. Great car. Three diamond transmission junk. was a piece of junk. Yep. Junk, junk. Yep. It went out twice on me, and then I tried. Then I gave it to another guy. I was like, "Here, you can have the car." Mm-hmm. He put a new transmission in it. It lasted three months. Yep. Well, um, there's a. Have, did you read your mandatory Mopar reading manual? Well, you're supposed to flush the fluid every year with only approved Mopar fluid at your local Mopar dealership. Yeah, I, <laughs> I remember I put in, I got it fixed. I went in and flushed, a new, flushed it with transmission fluid, but apparently it wasn't the right transmission fluid or something. You, you have to use the correct then, Mopar proprietary. Well, blood. crazy. Oh, it's just <laughs> mess, isn't it? Mess? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I only so do that, that because, like, I love Dodge Neons, and I was like, I was reading through the book, like, I have to what? <laughs> you have to do what now? Every year. It's like, you got to be kidding you know, and um, that's one of the good things. That's one of the things I like about the Toyota Care stuff. Is I just take it in there for the first few years, just let them take care of it. It's fine. Then if anything happens, I blame them. Don't you know? Only thing they do is like they just take it back there, look at it, oh, eat know. some popcorn, you know, point at it, like point. At I'm stuff. not paying for it. I don't care. They just point. <laughs> yeah. As long as they're on the hook for it, if it goes bad, that's fine by me. It's not going to go bad. That's why they make you pay. That's why they. Tr- <laughs> they look. <laughs> They're 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 just under there going like, yep, doing maintenance. Yeah, but like I said, they're just charging back to Toyota, and Toyota's paying them. That's fine. I'm not paying it. 
because it's over engineered. <laughs> they, <don't need> <laughs> they don't need to. You understand? Yeah, I drove I a, to- I I drove a so Toyota. I had a blown head gasket. The, uh, you know, it was four wheel drive and it was missing the uh, rear drive shaft. So I was just driving on the front two tires. Okay. All right. All right. Stuck in third gear. I probably drove 200 miles that way. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Heat gauge is pegged. Just going. <laughs> Meanwhile, I have the the tra- the uh, the fluid come out of my car. The uh, coolant f- come out with mm-hmm. the broken hose line. Mm-hmm. By the time I got it home from where I was at, which was probably about twenty miles, mm-hmm. that head was already cracked and they're useless. Wow! Wow! And it was in the winter, and I was driving really slow. Mm-hmm. It didn't matter. I was on the highway. Stupid Chevy. <laughs> Chevy. Cavalier. I was on the highway. <laughs> Toyota Hilux, just flying. Mm. I love that car too. I love that Chevy. Yep. Yep. Chevy Cavalier manual transmission. I drove it off the lot. Uh, it was in the showroom floor. I just drove it out. Well, uh, right now I was almost. I, I, I urged to ban you because you're like Chevy Cavalier. Oh. Back in the day. <laughs> Oh. Back in the day, no, no, talking the Cavalier about, never had a day. The no, no, no. The Pinto had a day. The Cavalier did that. Okay, all right, all right, all right. The Cavalier is not even in discussion. This was nineteen ninety Cavalier. It was good. That's, that's not even in the running, sir. You wasn't even brought into this discussion. Okay, <laughs> the duster was in here. We're talking about. We'll was, talk about the it was, duster. It was the year the Cavalier went from being a box, a joke, trying to be a sports <laughs> car. That first year, it tried to be kind of cool looking. <laughs> no, no, right? Stop. stop. It did. No, no. It's not even in the discussion. No, no one talks. What's about funny about that car is that I blew one of the. Um. Spark plugs mm-hmm. blew out of the engine. Mm-hmm. Hold on a second, I got And then I uh, that's uh, probably car driver telling you that's trash. Your opinion's uh, trash. <laughs> now it's my wife forgetting doing Hello. a podcast. Is what Hello, it it's car driver. <laughs> yeah, Brian. Hello, Hello you're wrong. That's not even the top one hundred, Brian. Brian, no, I'm, was, I'm going back pages. I can't, I can't even find this car. I'm the, any of the anyway, I blew, I blew the uh, blew the spark plug out. So I got a tap, a self, one of those self taps, put it in mm-hmm. there to fix it, to rethread it, <laughs> and put it back. And that was fun because I was doing it in the parking lot of the car. <laughs> I was doing it in the parking lot of where I worked at, right? and I'm sitting there. Luckily, I was at I was at work where I have computer equipment where they have these little little thin magnet ends, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting there making sure I get all of the any metal that's stuck mm-hmm. in the top of the. Yeah, cylinder yeah. out, mm-hmm. and it, it ran fine after that for like three years. Yeah, uh, I want you to know if that would have been a Toyota, you could have just grabbed a larger um, spark plug and spark just plug. Jam, jam that spark plug in there, kept the metal pieces in there. It just probably drove another hundred thousand miles. <laughs> hey, I I am so happy with my Toyota right now. I'm yeah. it's great, and I've I've not even put five thousand miles on that car yet, so. Mm-hmm. Good, nope. good car. Yeah, nice and warm. Sure warm is. Oh, is the Toyota nice? Mm-hmm. It's gonna be, yeah. It's gonna be the car manufacturer. It's it's the car manufacturer of the future. Everyone else is being stupid and dumb, but Toyota is not. Toyota has kept Mazda sane and Subaru. Honda has kept up with it, like uh, because like all right. So this is gonna get 
we're okay into the car weeds. Toyota has electric cars, right? Everyone knows Toyota has electric cars. Toyota has EVs. They also have trucks and everything else. Because Toyota kept saying, like, we make car for the people. We want to be a people car. Um, cool. You want EVs? You want hybrids? Cool. You know who's going to afford these EVs and electrics? Rich Americans. That's about it. Now, everyone else in the world cannot afford these EVs. So why the heck would I just make EVs when I've got the rest of the world to sell cars to? This is stupid. <laughs> I'm going to keep well, the rest of the world's doing small little electric cars already. Weren't they three three wheeled cars that had like a little battery in the back and it was drive it 30 miles and you charge it back up again? I mean, no. You ever heard about that stuff? <laughs> no. No, no, no. I've heard about it, but no, no one it's does not that. EVs. No, no one does that. No one does that. They get <laughs> petrol cars and diesel in the third world, sir. Sir. <laughs> so, I was thinking more like Europe and stuff. Oh, the other, th- the I mean, future third but, world. That movie yeah, third Japan, world they don't even drive. They hardly even drive cars in Japan, don't they? They're all doing mass transit anyway because it's so, everything's all on top of itself. Correct. It's so compact. It's, easier to do. it's yeah. very compact, but also very far apart. Yeah. So you have to use trains. The the trains are the trains are set up as walk extenders. So their train system works. The reason why trains and buses right. don't work in the United States is because they're treated as big cars, where Japan treats them as walk extenders. You can walk down the street to the business, but you gotta take the train, which extends you from the mountains all the way down to the city, and you can just walk from the train. Walk extender. That's it. And they're coming so often, you don't have to look at the schedule. You just know. Yeah, and, part of it, well, and part of it is, too, is that you really have from point to point to point to point. There's not a lot of variation of where you could be going. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the United States, it's like, you can go in this direction or that direction or this direction or that direction. You know, it's it's trying to create that whole situation there. It's probably, uh, yeah, that's Clark, Jeremy Clarkson, Richard Hammond. Clarkson like, calling in. The Cavalier. Bruh. Bro, I've got some Russian vehicles we could probably put on this list before the Cavalier gets here. <laughs> the fact that it was 25 pages of important haircuts for anime and manga is, know, that's... is the funniest, most accurate reason why it bothered me so much. Did that we, so did we handle the topic that you want? Did you get everything off your chest and all this, by the way, while we're was good? Yeah, for the most part. Uh, I just wanted to get his discuss it in general. Right. Because it's it's definitely one of those things of because it's around so much and people mm-hmm. and stuff like the the escalating levels of isekais <laughs> in anime or the we have to make the main character the most opious, strongest most powerful person ever. It's what yeah. they do. It's because of fucking Goku. Yeah. <laughs> you can honestly blame a lot of it on DBZ if we're, we're going to be honest. People love the power-up. I love the power-ups. Yeah, power-up is really cool. <laughs> uh, maybe Friday while we're drinking. So, yeah. Anyways, don't forget, Loki Wall does a long one this Friday. Um mm. Um, so we're doing four plus hours. I'm probably going to use it to stay up because I've got to go. I, uh, I'm actually going out for New Year's Eve, so i got to stay up Saturday mm-hmm. night. So I'll probably try to stay up Friday night, rest up, so I can stay out on Sunday night, which, oh, sorry, so for Saturday night, which should be a lot of fun. I've got mm-hmm. my outfit that I'm wearing sitting over here in the closet, which you guys can see right now because it's on the other side of the door, which mm-hmm. I'm like, so- so here, what Paul, what Escaja was asking is, uh, are we doing our media episode next Monday? 
no, no. It's like, no. No, 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 no. no. Why would I give it to the satisfaction? I mean, it's fine. It's fine. I, I enjoy my... I, I'm, I live, you're, you're muted, Reinhold. Uh, we will close at the three by the three. When I say we close at the three yeah. by three series, you carry you, you you tease that sucker out, man. You take the all the excitement that's there for it, and you just keep just edging people. They let mods pin comments. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Check those mod privileges. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. I I just, I just think he wants to he erase the that trash from his brain when we talk about it. No, because I got to watch Gundam Unicorn, and I've got to find time to watch it. That's my problem. <laughs> Which is never. What I'm gonna find time? I just gotta sit down, watch it. It's a little difficult now because I think they took it off of Netflix. So I'm gonna actually go to somewhere to get it because I didn't buy it. I found it. I bought Gundam F91. I don't even remember buying that trash. <laughs> Apparently I did. Apparently I did. I should make. I should let you borrow the DVD so you understand. Like, why do you keep calling this trash? Here you go. I Watch mean, this. trust me, it, it won't be as bad as the trash that forces got to watch. Oh no, no, no. trust so, me. At the end of the day, it's oh, don't forget, game. we've got to do the honorable mentions too before we get to the mm-hmm. final episode. Oh, so we yeah. still have some yeah. filler in there we can do. Oh yeah, yeah. Three by three. I've got uh, several, honorable mentions. several honorable mentions. <laughs> uh, like oh trust me that my honorable mentions is going to be painful is trying to find a way to write it without it without like taking up half an hour of the show mm, 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 mm. maybe we'll do a long one a long episode one of those long Fridays for the honorable mentions yeah and hopefully like uh, we'll get the internet going at the at the stream house so we can do a long one in January at the at the uh, stream house, which Reinhold will sleep there on the air mattress, but will be ready for the Saturday show. I, I have you know, baby like, sleeping duties. Basically, I can't do that. He's like, I'm not sleeping on the air mattress. I can't, I can't leave somebody alone that long. No, that's fine. That's fine. I can't do it. All right, that's fine. Miss Miss fall down a lot. All right, that's fine. That's she fell fine. yes, she fell the other day, and it's just not been a good day. So the no. week. So okay. All right. Well, I'll be on. The, I'll be on the camera though. Yeah. Hook me in. I'll be remote. Yes, we'll hook you in. <laughs> we'll remote you in. Get you in. We just gotta. Uh, no, no. We'll get, we're gonna get a good cart TV so we can bring you know bring you in, pull you around. Anyways, so <laughs> yeah, like max headroom. I'll just yeah. do my max headroom thing at that point. So. <laughs> It, it, and even if we don't let him, he'll hack in and do his max headroom mm-hmm, anyway. Mm-hmm. Or do we get the paper mache lady to make us a paper mache rhino, right? And just put mm-hmm. lights in it <laughs> and like a just a digital mouth, so it just looks like <laughs> you know they, they never they never caught the person who did the hack the mm-hmm. uh, yep. max headroom hack way back when. Because I know that, who it was. There's, there's some belief of who it was on the internet, but you know, <laughs> was it Astra? It was me. No. Statue of Limitation. Appar- apparently, it was some uh, underground band, and they had connections with somebody in the facility. Huh? All right. 
Well, before this episode gets too long of the truth, I'm going to end this episode. Uh, thank you for everyone listening. Got made it this far of the episode. Uh, I really do appreciate it. Uh, uh, it was this this week is going to be difficult for me because it is the last week of winter break with my daughter, and I have still have to work this week, which is going to suck. But it's okay. She's fine. Um, I went. Um, it was easier today a little bit after this afternoon because her friend came over. And once her friend discovered that Kotatsu was warm because she was coloring on it on the side, and then she really put her feet in it, she stopped getting up and running around the house, too. <laughs> uh, the child trap, I see. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's like, hmm. I have All ban- parents should have a Kotatsu. I know. I need to. Ab- I shall abandon the Kotatsu and eject it because the kids are stuck here and I will move to the kitchen. It may be colder, but less kid. <laughs> just need to get a second one for adult use only I, yeah yeah this one uh, my wife has asked if we could get the bigger one because she watched like she'll watch like a certain anime's japanese tv shows or korean shows and they've got the big ones and i'm like why don't we have one of those it's like well i got this for like a little office i didn't know you were going to end up liking it and putting it <laughs> in our actual living room um, <laughs> And it's staying there. And yeah, she has, she wants to get the bigger one. We are getting rid of the couch. And all she wants is Kotatsu because she realized how also easy it is to clean the living room too. This is, I'm gone into a tangent um, because to clean the living room and mop everything, you literally like pick up, fold up the tatami, pick up the Kotatsu. And it's just an empty floor now that you sweep and clean. And it's like, put it all back. and like, that was easy. <laughs> It's like just this because, like, with a couch, you you never get the crumbs out of it. You know, it's big, bulky, moving around, but it's all these other tables and everything else that goes with the couch and everything around it. Versus, this is it. <laughs> you know. So, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, like I said, please tune in Friday, eight o'clock Eastern Standard Time for a long episode. Um, Miranda says she's probably going to show. James said he's going to probably go. We'll get producer Paul on the mic as we go through and talk all night and you know have fun. It'll be our last show of the year. Uh, so year in review, yeah, year in review. Last episode of the year might possibly be the last episode on the Wall Network recorded this year. At least real life, unlike fake life. <laughs> uh, so also, reminding everyone, please. Well, it's the only. It's the yeah. only show that's recorded live on the Wall Network, isn't it? Uh, no, Boss Hog. Um, uh, oh, that's true. Yeah, I say because they're still number three show on the network, which will you eventually see their spot. Yeah. Um, An enemy of my enemy just hasn't had any new episodes. And pot faded, pot faded. We're going to still do and Brian. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> we still all three of them and just put them on steel Hody. <laughs> Pod faded, but it just combined with God, ours. God, God, God. Won't be the first time Hody tried to steal low key. Okay. All right. <laughs> Gotta be careful with Hody around this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And also, like, yeah, it does think that, uh, yeah, for like the, because um, Remzo came to our lo- uh, our first big show, and it does hurt that uh, he's not going to do uh, his recording of the last two episodes here shortly uh, on the road with Remzo, which, you know, fans of the show have seen that. That's, you know, it's sad. So, uh, but yeah. So, good night, everybody. Say goodbye. Goodbye.